Welcome back to Investigate Joe Rogan. Today I'll be looking at episode 1536 with Edward Snowden. You will notice that this is part two because I have an episode covering his first appearance about a year ago that you can see if you scroll all the way down, I guess. And like that first episode, most of what he says is true. However, there are a few things here and there that I will try to correct. The first of these things is he says that there is a new bill trying to outlaw meaningful encryption. And they are trying to stop end-to-end -end encryption. And they are naming this bill something uh, sort of inane in order to try and hide it or trick people. And he says they're calling it the Child Protection Bill. This isn't totally accurate. He sort of misremembered this, I think. What he is referring to here is the Lawful Access to Encrypted Data Act. So they didn't give it one of those sort of fake names. But what he says here about politicians giving things misleading names is definitely a real tactic. He is just mixing this up with something else. What he's thinking of is the Child Online Protection Act, which used to be a law but has since been deleted. It was essentially a pointless effort to try and ban minors from watching porn on the internet. Uh, so obviously this had about a 0% chance of succeeding or doing anything. But the Lawful Access to Encrypted Data Act, if passed, it is not passed yet, it would mean that if law enforcement gets a warrant from a judge, a tech company has to comply and give them access to a user's device or account. And this doesn't actually sound that bad on its face, but what it would mean in reality is that tech companies would have to weaken encryption across all products, making them more susceptible to government spying, hackers, other governments spying, etc. So really Snowden just sort of mixed up the names here, but I thought it was worth bringing up. Now, of course, the piece of legislation that they talk about the most is the Patriot Act. And Snowden says the Patriot Act was written way before 9-11. And while this could be true, I guess, I could not find any evidence for this idea. I think this is a baseless conspiracy. Now, it is true that a lot of the Patriot Act was just changing things that were already in place, not making entirely new laws out of thin air. So if that's what he means, then he's right. But I, I think he was getting at something more conspiratorial, which I could not find any evidence for. Later on, they talk about what people think of Snowden. And Rogan is very positive about this. And he says that Snowden has the overwhelming support of the public. And most people love Snowden. But this is not true. While interest in this whole subject has waned, so I couldn't really find a solid recent poll, there were many at the time of the leaks, and most showed something around 30-40% to 40 approval of Snowden. There was a Gallup poll in 2013 that showed 44% of Americans said Snowden did the right thing, while 42% said he did the wrong thing. So he wins that poll, but not by much. 
There was also an interesting Pew Research poll from 2013 that showed that this is kind of a nuanced question that's hard to poll. It found that 49% of people thought the release of information served the public, which sounds good, and 44% thought it harmed it. But then the same poll also found that 54% of people said a criminal case should be brought against Snowden. So more people think he should be tried as a criminal than think that he served the public interest. So what does that mean? I mean, are, does that mean that there are people who think Snowden did the right thing but also think he should go to jail? I'm really not sure. A few years later, in 2015, the ACLU took a poll that showed 64% of Americans had a negative opinion of Snowden. So that could mean that as time went on, people started to approve of him less. The newest legit poll I could find was this one by Rasmussen Reports in 2018, so fairly recent. However, I think that the poll is kind of dumb because of the question it asks. It found that 14% of likely voters think Snowden is a hero, while 29% think he's a traitor, and 48% think he's somewhere in between. I think this is kind of a silly poll with an unhelpful question, but it's the most recent one I could find, and it does not portray Snowden in a positive light. So essentially, no, Snowden does not have overwhelming public support. He does not even really seem to have a majority support, sadly. While they are on this same topic of Snowden's popularity or lack thereof, Rogan says that if anybody is going to pardon Snowden, it would be Trump. Since Trump sort of has beef with the intelligence community, and again, Joe Rogan has a lot of optimism about this, or he seems to at least. And in my first episode on Snowden, real investigate Joe Rogan fans will remember this, <laughs> I, I basically dismissed this idea because Trump has made all kinds of tweets about Snowden, saying he should get executed, and so on. However, since then, since my first episode, Trump seems to have had something of a change of heart. They do not bring up his actual comments in the episode, so I will. In August of this year, Trump said, and uh, I will continue my policy of not doing a Trump impression, by the way, but Trump said, quote, I'm not that aware of the Snowden situation. I'm going to start looking at it. There are many, many people. It seems to be a split decision. Many people think he should be somehow treated differently, and other people think he did very bad things. I'm going to take a look at that very strongly. He also said, It's certainly something I could look at. Many people are on his side, I will say that. I don't know him, never met him, but many people are on his side. There are a lot of people that think he's not being treated fairly. I mean, I hear that. Does this mean anything will happen? Do these remarks of Trump's, uh, will they amount to anything? I mean, who knows? I mean, I really can't see him pardoning him 
before his uh, uh, re-election or uh, his failure to get re-elected, whichever. So, I don't know. Personally, I doubt anything will come of this, but you never know. Turning to other presidential topics, Rogan says that Ross Perot, the most successful third-party candidate ever, got Clinton elected by stealing votes from Bush. I don't know if any of you guys really care about this, but I find it kind of interesting, so I'm going to talk about it anyway. It is actually not entirely clear that Clinton won because of Perot. Exit polls from that election night have shown that he stole votes from both candidates. And 25% of voters who said that Bush's broken no-new-taxes promise was very important to them actually voted for Clinton, not Perot. So he may not have actually affected much of anything. Just when you think an independent mattered, it turns out they actually didn't. You know, you, you hate to see that. Now on to more relevant topics. Now, nobody cares about Ross Perot. In this episode, Rogan says something he said in many other episodes, which is that he thinks that most cops have PTSD. He has said this in many episodes. There are surprisingly few studies to be found online about this, and there's not that much information about the topic available. But I did find a study called Associations Between Dimensions of Anxiety, Sensitivity, and PTSD Symptom Clusters in Active Duty Police Officers. And it said that, quote, all participants reported experiencing at least one event that they perceived as traumatic, and 31.9% screened positive for PTSD. This was a study done on active duty police officers. So essentially 32% screened positive for PTSD. This is not most, like Rogan always says, but it is a lot. This is certainly not great. However, this study only had 138 participants, so make of it what you will. That's a small sample. But it is definitely true that, generally speaking, being a cop is a mental health risk. More cops kill themselves than are killed on duty, and they have higher rates of depression than the general population. The last thing I'll talk about is the other group of people who we pay to kill people. Snowden says that statistically he thinks someone killed by the war on terror by the U.S. is more likely to be a non-combatant. And Rogan goes so far as to say that something like 84% of people killed in drone strikes are innocent. The first thing I'll say about this is that it is very hard to get accurate numbers on this because the military obviously has a reason to lie and the governments of the countries where the strikes happen have reason to lie and non-government organizations that try to keep track of this stuff have limited access to information. I mean, these things tend to happen in obscure parts of the world, rural parts of the world, so it can be tough to figure out exactly how many people died. There is no big estimate of how many total innocent people the U.S. has killed in the war on terror. There's no way to figure that out. 
but there are various attempts at figuring out just how bad drone strikes really are and what percent of people killed are innocent civilians. The Long War Journal says that from 2006 to 2011, drone strikes in Pakistan killed 2,018 militants and 138 civilians. So that would be about 7% of the people killed were civilians. The New America Foundation estimates that from 2004 to 2011, about 20% of the people killed in drone strikes were civilians. The Bureau of Investigative Journalism said that in the year 2012, the rate was 9%. They also said that 160 children were killed by drone strikes, which is pretty brutal. Obviously, these numbers are not nearly as bad as what Snowden and Rogan said they were. Basically, Snowden implied that it would be above 50%, and then Rogan said 80-something percent. So they are way off, and they exaggerate the problem. But in my opinion, this is still pretty bad. Imagine if somewhere between 7 and 20% of the time, a cop tried to shoot someone. They either shot the wrong person or shot the right person and somebody else who didn't do anything. Nobody would stand for this. Another way of thinking about this is imagine if there was some terrorist group in America. Let's say they live in Florida, because that's probably where they would come from. Let's be honest here. And 20 years ago, these people blew up something in China as part of a crazy terrorist attack. And then for the next 20 years, China flew drones over Florida and bombed people, killing civilians somewhere between 7 and 20% of the time, including over 100 children. Do you think that people in America would be fine with this and that they would recognize that, well, China, you know, they got to get rid of these terrorists. They got to do whatever it takes. It's in their national interest. They got to do it. No, of, of course not. People would be furious. People would want to nuke China and wipe them off the face of the earth. It is also worth noting that on March 6, 2019, Trump signed an executive order that got rid of the legal requirement U.S. intelligence officials had to publicly report the amount of, quote, civilians killed in counterterrorism missions in areas outside of active hostilities. And if that isn't suspicious, then I don't know what is. Luckily, though, these numbers are still reported thanks to some sort of bureaucratic legal device that sort of skirts around this. But those are all my notes for this episode, because in general it was pretty accurate. Thank you for listening. If you have any comments, questions, advice, etc., you can email me or message me on Twitter. And I will see you next episode.